Ooh, this weekend. Yikes. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty also hosts over at Locked On Tigers. And I'm a little disappointed, Scotty. You had the shades on all during our you know, setup. We're talking about what we're going to execute the game. There they are. There they are. I was going to well, ask these are why different shades ones were even. on, though. You look sharp, though. I like Thanks, those man. ones a lot. Uh, I don't know. I just like had them sitting here, and they're new. And I was like, oh, let's just put them on. Fiddling with them. These ones are I mean, also newish, but aren't uh, these are different than the ones that had the intro. I mean, it's definitely not like a, a sh- this game definitely doesn't deserve a shades on these last two games, but uh, they definitely look cool on you. you. You look sharp, buddy. Thanks, man. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Today's episode is um, <laughs> brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts, it's, it's in the thing too. And I, I double read it. I just naturally read it, then I double read it. So, you know, we're cool. Sorry. Uh, thanks for making the Lockdown Red Wings your first lesson every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Scotty, the Red Wings lost two games to the Ottawa Senators this weekend. One at Little Caesars Arena, one in Ottawa, both of which were 5-2. to two. Both were very similar, similar feeling games. And I don't know where you want to begin with these. I think the overall just sentiment at this point, as the Red Wings are again on another six game losing streak, the same length of a losing streak they were on last time before they finally snapped it. I think the feeling at this point is, is uh, we just got to ride the rest of the season out. I don't know if at this point for this Red Wings team, you can call this a cold streak. I think this is just things crumbling around them. And for better or for worse, here we are. And we got 14 games left in the season, 13 now after these last two. And we just got to, we got to ride it out, man. We got, we got to ride this out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I think that's pretty much it, man. Um, this is, is, you know, for, for, I've said it a lot the last month or so. Um, honestly, probably the last several months, even this decline and this kind of fizzle out because we did get off to a pretty, we did have a nice, you know, almost first half of the season, but I, I, I just kidding myself, you know, if even with the record as it stands now, if you would have told me going into this season that our record would be where it stands currently and that all the, the rookies, performed as well as they did Larkin put up the season he put up Bertuzzi put up the season he put up it, it you know go down the list of all these things that have happened if you would have guaranteed me all of those things going into the season and guaranteed record I would have said yes I will absolutely take this season so it, it seems you know bias is a thing and it's it sucks and it does I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm you know we're all not a victim to it but um you know like if 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 we started off slow and then like all of our wins came late, it would, it would feel a lot different. Like this is just, it, it sucks because all the losses are getting piled up here at the end of the season and we're just kind of falling apart. Um, which I, I think is more of a, 
indictment on, on coaching than anything else, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, hard not to at this point. It's just, yeah, it's just, you're right. It, it just, uh, you know, got to see it through. That, that's all there really is. Yeah, and if, if you look at, so obviously there being two games this week, and there's two kind of two games we got to break down in this. They were both very similar, but very, a little bit different at the same time. The scores obviously were the same. The, the fact that there are two hat tricks against the Red Wings and both one one each game was the same. Um, but the Red Wings just had the edge in the first game through the first two periods and then fell apart in the third period, where it's actually the opposite in the game on Sunday, where they were getting heavily outplayed the first two periods. And in the third period, they came alive, started playing a lot more aggressively, Offense was finally getting things started. But with regards to that first game, Nadelkovich didn't play strong. It's just, it, it's been, it's it's just going to be a really rough season the rest of the way out. And I, I don't know at this point, you know, what to really say to Red Wings fans that's going to make them happy. Because there's nothing really happy happening going on right, right now besides, like we talked about on Friday's episode, individual performances individual performances are really where it's going to be at for the rest of the season and i mean the first game you had lucas raymond score two more goals he took back the lead in rookie scoring those are the types of things that we got to look for the rest of the way out and you know the second goal was a beautiful phil pronick had another bad game on friday he did not look very good um i don't know what kind of funk he's in but i will say and i will give credit that's that shot pass he had Lucas Raymond for the redirection on that goal was a beautiful look. And with how rough as this season has been, plays like that, games like that from Lucas Raymond are what we're going to be looking for to just get us through this stretch because it almost feels like, and we shouldn't accept this, by no means should we ever accept this behavior. But it, you're looking at a situation where five goals against the game might be the norm. And it might be because you pulled a goalie. The Red Wings pulled the goalie and let in, was it two empty net goals against on Sunday? It happens. But that that is kind of the norm. So if you're not going to outscore your opponent and the Red Wings aren't going to score five goals a game, six goals a game, it seems like. I mean, this, the Rangers game is the closest they got. They scored four. This is just our reality. We got to tough it out and we got to look to these guys like Lucas Raymond and see what kind of nice things they can do to get through. Moritz Sider had a couple nice plays in today's game as well. You know, under pressure, he made some nice plays. Um, one thing that oh, continues to amaze me with that man is just how big he is, but how soft his hands are. Usually big guys like that struggle with um, having um, soft hands because their sticks are so damn long. So his stick is so incredibly long, he can like cover the whole defensive zone, but also gets his hands so low on his stick, keeps the puck close to his body to make nice moves. I mean, those are the things you're gonna, you got to look for. you got to look for those little individual performances in these games that just to just... To just make it through. Was there was there anyone, Scotty, in these two games, any one player, just anyone at all, that you were like, okay, well, that was nice. I mean, like Larkin, right? Like like Larkin yeah. had a Larkin had a nice weekend and a nice goal on Sunday too. I, I think goal on Sunday. Yeah, very. I, I I think. Look, man. Like I. I I was reading about and 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 covering the Detroit Tigers when they lost 114 games in a season. Like I this is, you know, this is this is not my first rodeo a lot of Detroit especially just in the last 5 years. It's not a lot of Detroiters first rodeos, right? Even the Red Wings, just the last 4 or 5 years of Wings hockey. 
Um, we're all we're all kind of used to at this point in the season. This is what games feel like now, and that's sad. And and I hope that the the turning of the corner is very soon. And I do think it is. Um, but this this is just still where we're at. And well, think- there's not a whole lot that can be done about that. I don't think. I, I mean, there there isn't like the, there's that's like pretty one objective. thing you could do. There's one thing you could do, but we've talked about the the benefits and the cons. It's like, I, I the whole Blashill situation it comes up. And it, it would hey, up. it would light it would give some excitement within the fan base at a time where there is no more excitement left to give. The remainder of this like, season, at least. Obviously, everyone's still going to be excited about, you know, the future and about the kids and everything. But as as far as the the 2020-2022 wings, there's no more excitement. And, it, it you know, if you did can him, it would it would re-energize the fan base, really. Um, but I think that that's kind of a, you know, a, a short, you know, get my fix in than it is a long-term like actual thing that 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 could be beneficial to the team i i think you know hand but i think yeah firing him now versus you know three weeks from now really that much of a difference i'm not sure it's really that beneficial to the team as it stands right yeah i agree i'll I'll go on my little bit of a tirade because the more as you were monologuing there scotty honestly i've been feeling like the rage build and I feel like I got to pop off next segment. I really do. Because I just, the more I keep well, thinking about these it, games Are and you? things that happened, I'm like, you know what? Maybe maybe I do need to rant a little bit. So I'll get to that. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. How'd you like that, Scotty? That energy there. I liked it a lot. If you haven't tried the Puffs yet, you're missing out on one of the best tasting Built Bars. Uh, Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat, and they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including the Puffs. Yes, 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein. you got to replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar has anywhere from two to 300 calories go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart you'll be blown away high protein low cal high fiber low carb uh compared that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs so go to built.com use promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right scotty <laughs> you're talking about blashel and I just started getting angry. And I, I want to preface anything I, I'm about to say with this. In my voice? It's the very, like your, your deep voice, man. It just kind of like, it, it's that, it gets that instinct in me. Like, I got to attack, you know? The um, dog. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what any of that means. I just was saying things. Um, <laughs> it, it really was, though, like starting to, like, I know there would be nothing. I, again, I got to preface this. When I, when I advocate, for the firing of a person, it's not personal. And I feel like that's an obvious statement to make. Like I, as a person, I actually like Jeff Blaschel a lot, like hearing him speak. I'm like, okay, this is a good dude. And this is a dude who actually, I do think he genuinely cares about the Red Wings and how they are doing, but performance matters. 
Performance freaking matters. And I know they weren't a playoff team. And I know the past six years, they were built to fail. And I understand this, which is why and coming into the season, I was defending him saying, let's see what he's got, what he can do. And through the first three quarters of the season, they were they were in playoff contention. They probably weren't going to make the playoffs. I've been saying that all year. They're not going to make the playoffs. They were 500. And I was like, okay, this isn't bad. But as soon as the rookies, the guys who were overperforming their level, not saying they're not good, they're very good, and Sider's going to win the Calder, but they were definitely way hotter than they probably are. As soon as those four guys, Raymond, Sider, and the veterans, Larkin and Bertuzzi, stopped overperforming, and you saw how shallow, and Ned, of course, Ned, Ned, of course, was on top of his head, so you make it five guys. As soon as those five guys stopped overperforming, sh- how shallow this team was came to light. And this is a team top to bottom that is better than it was the last two years. And we talked about it on Friday. They have a 2.86. It's probably worse now because it's two more games of five goals against goals against per game on average, which is worse than they were the year they tanked for the number one overall pick. And that is solely because the last month of the season, the wheels have completely fallen off. And I know there is 13 games left in the season. And I agree that, Probably not that much of a benefit to firing him right now, but there is one fringe benefit to letting Jeff Blaschel walk right now. And that is to not kill the confidence and the drive of these young players like Morris Sider and Lucas Raymond had. Because it is clear to me at this point, and you can see it if you look at the bench, they kept panning to the bench all game long on Sunday. And I kept noticing it because it was an odd amount of times they kept panning to the bench. And that was because... Every single player on that bench, especially Philip Zina, who you know missed a prime opportunity, that's a different story. But every single player on that bench did this. Heads down, hands in their face. They were defeated. And obviously they are defeated on the ice, which will lead to that kind of behavior. But and you know, I might be reading too much into this, but you could look at them and you could feel the last month of this season has been weighing on them. They know they're playing like crap and nothing they're doing is fixing it. And that goes back to coaching. And I know that, and I know that there's very little benefit to firing them now, as I've said, but if it's getting so far to the point where the team is giving up and you're losing the locker room, is there really that big of a benefit to keeping him the last 15 games besides just getting the, avoiding that, getting the fire in your ass and getting the better overall pick? And is it worth losing confidence in young players who have been playing fantastic all season long? Sure. I, I think my, my question would be, if you were to fire him right now, you, who would be his replacement for the end of the season? Just any assistant coach. Just put any assistant coach behind the bench just to get a new right, voice. Sure. A fresh voice so in and house. head. In-house. So you're, in not house. Bring in his, you're not bringing in his permanent replacement right now. Correct. I agree. So, is there more of a benefit? You said that he's losing the locker room. Do you have the exact same coaching staff, just sans Jeff Blaschel, is going to have the locker room much more under control without him? Everybody else is the same. It's just... Probably, no, no. And I, I Everybody's mouth spot and Jeff's gone. I can admit that that probably won't have that big the of a positive impact. Room. And I'm not looking... It's the same locker room, but it sends a message. It sends a message to the players that that's I not acceptable, that. and this is this is the new. This is not the standard we should accept. And that's not sending sure. a message saying players aren't playing well enough, which they aren't. But it sends the message that 
the head coach wasn't good enough and we need better. So even okay. if you have the assistant coach take over, you're still sending that message nonetheless. Sure. I, I agree. Do you think that there is more of a benefit or that you, that it's more of a message to fire him now than in three weeks? I think it is more impactful to do it now because it says, I know the season's almost over and we're in, we're, we're in contention for a, a higher draft pick, but I want you guys to know that losing isn't acceptable, that we aren't tanking. And I know Fair that, enough. and I also recognize the logical side of it, the bigger picture, you know, the, what the fans would normally think at this point was like, okay, well, keeping him on board. And what we talked about on Friday, you keeping him on board. It's a natural tank job. We are, we're against tanking at this point, but being this far out, you lost two games to the seventh place Ottawa senators. You're, you're on pace now that now the Buffalo Sabres are tied for you in points, which we were talking about uh, on Friday, how we were just barely above them. So, like, you're slowly increasing your number, lottery odds by keeping him on board. And I recognize the logic behind keeping him on board. It's just, it's so infuriating when during this weekend, you let up two more hat tricks against. I know empty net goals played a role in that. You allowed. You, Scotty, no. <laughs> the Red Wings allowed two more first career hat tricks this season. And they threw the graphic up on Sunday. This season, they have allowed six first career hat tricks against. And I, they didn't throw a gra- graphic up for this. But on Friday, they let another goaltender making his NHL debut beat them. And Detroit this Red Wings, ongoing, nice guy. Even when the team was playing better, like even when they were a 500 team getting blown out some games and then beating good teams some other days, they were still letting it up for hat tricks against first career guys. And they were letting goalies shut them out. Obviously Sunday wasn't a shutout, but they were letting goalies making their debut win. And so this behavior, this play, these losses should never be acceptable. And it's just really frustrating because I, I my, the, my brain, my brain knows that keeping Blashill on to the end of the season Logically, bigger picture is probably the right decision because you lose the rest of the way, and now you have a better chance at jumping up in the draft or at least not falling back, which they'll probably still end up doing. And we'll talk about that in the third segment because we're going to talk about standings-wise in the third segment. But by no means should Josh Norris and uh, Matthew Matthew Joseph, or whatever his name was, score hat-tricks in back-to-back nights against the Detroit Red Wings. And by no means should a goaltender making his NHL debut have an easy win. Not even He wasn't even challenged in that game, Scotty. An easy win. And especially when you're playing against a team worse than you, at least historically throughout the season. Seventh place team. Ottawa Senators are a good young team, and they they are getting better, and they're going to be competitive in the next few years. They got a lot of nicely young pieces. But this season, they are still the worst team, and you let them beat you in back-to-back nights. A team that's tanking is not is not this bad, and we have the stats to prove it. Because when the Wings did tank, they had better stats per game than they do right now. It's not acceptable. It is not acceptable. It, it isn't. It isn't. And, and there is said for letting him go, sending the message, knowing that you're not gonna, you know, nobody in the house is gonna be his long term replacement. Just finish the season without him, and then still do head coaching job search when the seasons. In the end, none that I mean, said that's not a, a variable option that that accomplishes everything we want. Whew. I feel better now. I'm glad that I got that out. Glad. Um, glad. that all being said, I don't know what the right decision is. I'm not Steve Eiserman. Steve Eiserman is the smartest man in the room. So whatever he decides at the moment, I'm going to continue to trust. Um, 
the Red Wings are likely to hold on to him, I'm, I'm assuming, for the rest of the season. That's fine. But I just, it is a very frustrating watch right now when the team comes out flat every single game and just doesn't look like they're even trying. And I think that just goes back to how poor the coaching is at this point. I don't think it's like, I don't think the locker room, the locker room culture took a huge step forward this season. And then this last month, it's taken two steps back. And I, I don't think it's on anyone else's fault than Jeff Blaschel. And this is coming from a man coming into the season. I was like, I'm okay with the extension. Let's see what he got. Let's see what he's got. Let's see what he can do. And I just, I, this last month, I have lost all of my faith in him. And I hate saying that because he was somebody that I've supported. But I guess in the end, Scotty, this is sports. This is what, this is what happens. It's the sports. This is sports. This is sports. Oh. And if you like sports, head on over to betonline.net. They're your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's master championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today to use your mobile or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. Bet online. Where the game starts. Where the game starts. <laughs> All right, Scotty. I feel a lot better now. I'm glad, man. I, I was I've been frustrated and I was repressing it and I was like, you know what? No, screw it. I'm gonna rip. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it rip, Beyblades. Let it out. Um <laughs> going to therapy's dope. <laughs> that's that's what this is for me. It's out. Red Wings therapy session. The Red Wings having lost those two games to the Ottawa Senators, and I kind of said it in my rant, they put themselves, they haven't fallen in the standings at all, but, you know, giving the Senators, who are two places behind you in the standings, four big points, and then also allowing yourself to get tied by the uh, Buffalo Sabres for fifth in division. You still currently hold on to the fifth in the division because of uh, regular regulation wins, but if you keep playing like this, and they probably will for the rest of the season, they're going to continue to fall at least to sixth place. They are going to get a better chance at the number one overall pick. They're going to get a better chance of just moving up in general. And I know we, and we are still fervently against tanking at this point, but we have to look at the cold reality of the situation and being out of the playoffs and being playing as poorly as you can. The one fringe benefit this all has is getting a better lottery position. And with 15 games left, you kind of got to embrace that angle and uh, the Red Wings currently sit. Let me share my screen here, actually, and I'll pull up the whole Tankathon uh, website. Another year, another 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 Tankathon. Yeah. Currently, we sit at ninth in the standings for the number one overall pick. And funny, funnily enough, that is where uh, we took Michael Rasmussen all those years back. But I don't think Steve Eisman would make that pick uh, if he was in that position. <laughs> So that gives us what five point four percent odds. So funny, dude. <laughs> are you being are you being snotty? <laughs> no, you said funnily enough. Yeah, dude, that's hilarious. Good one. Oh, funnily enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that gives them five point four percent odds at the number one overall pick. Right, moving up to the number one overall pick in the lottery. Uh, let's be honest, that's probably not going to happen. Because Red Wings yeah. have moved back in the draft the all six years. Like, yeah, the last five straight years. Um, What is realistically, Scotty, what you think the highest the Red Wings could move in this 
tankathon. How high do you think they could move pre pre draft lottery, pre draft lottery? How what position do you think they could get to? Right. Um, I I think they would. I mean, goodness. Yeah. They could probably end up. Uh, they could probably end up at seven. See, I was thinking they could probably end up at six. I think uh, Ottawa. Sure. There's still one more game against Ottawa, I believe, and they have they're five points behind the Red Wings, and they're going to beat the Red Wings, um, because just to how everything has looked so far these last month that the Red Wings are just going to continue to lose. I think that being five points above them is not going to take them long to make up. But I don't see them moving up any higher than that. But if they can get to six, they have a 7.6% odds of moving up to the first overall pick. And I don't even necessarily, I mean, getting Shane Wright would be sick, but I recognize that the odds are not in our favor in that regard. But I would love to just move up in at all. Move up at all in this draft. Get us the best chance because the Red Wings, I mean... At this point, get the best player available in this draft at the highest level you can because this team never hurts to have another stud in your another blue chip player in your in your development team, in your organization. No, of course. And and look, man, like A, no matter what we root for, they're gonna lose games. So we want to tank or not, doesn't matter. They're gonna lose games. Um but more importantly, we can be against tanking at this point and still be like, all right, well, losing doesn't suck. (laughs) Yeah, no. It it doesn't have to be that black and white where it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I I, like we I I would love for us to win out. Truly. I I think that that would be that that would be really beneficial. But I doesn't matter that that's what I want, because that's not going to and we're probably going to come a lot closer to losing out there. And that's okay, and that'll raise our draft stock, and I'll be happy about it. So it, it yeah, doesn't it, have to be that like, oh, you're either on or all in on the other. I am still actively Detroit Red Wings to win every single night, but I also am totally okay with us losing. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. Um, I know the Locked On Sharks posted they they uh, simmed a lottery today, where and they showed it where the Sharks moved up to number one, and guess what, the Red Wings fell out of the top ten. In Shocking. that draft, and I was like, "Oh, that Shocking. figures." Shocking. Right. Uh, so let's 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 spin the wheel here, Scotty. Let's see how many t- times let's it takes it. at ninth with the five point four percent odds for the Red Wings to move up. So this is the first spin. Oh no way! <laughs> first spin, the Red Wings first move up spin, eight baby. spots to the number one Destiny. overall pick. Team, I, clip that, clip that. Team of destiny. Where's my? Where's my? Uh, is it what boom screenshot taken baby i cannot <laughs> believe i'm honestly blown away on on camera the first spin we did the red wings moved all the way up to number one overall if only that would happen bang. in real life holy crap bang <laughs> oh i'm almost as excited as i would be if that actually happened <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's not spin anymore for the night Maybe we got to make nope, that like a nightly it. routine now for the rest of the rest of the yeah, season, I, I every it. episode. Let's just spin it and see where we end up. So you hear, you hear, heard it here first, guys. Red Wings get the number one overall pick, draft Shane Wright, and are a cup contender for the next twenty years to come. Beauty. It's it's guaranteed, baby. 
It is. It is. It's uh, it's set in stone now. The prophecy is spoken. You know what I did? I I got so angry that I forgot to mention this. And I know we're starting to run up against it. But Jack Wallman actually had a really damn good game on Sunday. He was blocking shots left and right. And he was stepping up in the play, taking shots, making wonderful passes. I believe he set up Larkin's goal. I think that was a pass from from Wallman in in that goal. Let me double check on that. I might be spewing misinformation. I don't want to be that guy. I... I don't even know if I remember. I remember the Larkin goal. The other thing was pretty. I don't know if uh, I remember. It came from no, it was not from Wallman. So I'm spitting misinformation. That's that's me. Uh, I misremembered. True. But he still had a really good game. He stepped up in the play a lot. Took a lot of really good shots. He has a cannon of a shot too. So yeah, I'm got a really. I, I'm glad to see that my expectations have not been tempered by Jack Wallman after that trade. I think him playing in a more proactive role with the Red Wings is going to give him a chance to really shine. And he might end up being like one of those guys who's great offensively, but horrible defensively, but he blocked a lot of shots today. And I know at all strengths, his expected goals for percentage in this game was like 49 on Sunday, which is still, you know, 1% below where you want it. But, you know, you look at where the rest of the team was. Let's look, let's look at the rest Compared. of the team. Um, the Red Wings as a Compared whole, at, well, that's five at five. Uh, the Red Wings as a whole in this game had a 48.75. So he played above um, the Red Wings at all strengths uh, and expected goals for percentage. Let's look at the, the, the little, let's look at the relative. I want to look at relative. Please be in my favor. Please be in my favor. Uh, Jack Wolman had a relative ex- expected goals for percentage in this game of 27.77. Yeah, baby, in my favor. It's the eye test match what you saw. I love being proved right. On the air, live, man. That'd have been embarrassing if he was like negative thirty. Whoo, dodge bullet in that one. <laughs> Dude was pumped. <laughs> Whoa. Hell, yeah. No, but he did look good. He did. He did. No, he did. He he plays a physical brand of hockey, man. I really like it. And he's got skill too. Like it's he, he's a pretty mm-hmm. well-rounded defenseman from what I've seen. At least you know skill and physical-wise, he show up that defensive side and. He, could be a stud for the Red Wings on the, and maybe not he's not gonna be a top pair, but you know, a middle pair defenseman. I think he was playing with Lindstrom today. Lindstrom looked sure. rough. They drew a lot of penalties on Sunday, too. Uh, yeah, they've been doing that. I mean, we didn't even talk about that. They've been doing they've been that doing like that crazy season, the last two, well, the last, I mean, the last month specific blah, 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 blah. the last month specifically, Beautiful. it's been I mean, it's been rough, man. They they can't stay out of the box. Yeah, not been pretty. Um, but Individual performances. Wallman, look, thank you, buddy. I'm wearing it. I haven't shaved my head in a few days with a hat's on. Um, uh, you will only ever see me. I, I will make this known. You will only ever see me do a podcast without my hat on if I have recently shaved my head. <laughs> I will not. I mean, if if, if it's looking a little, if it's looking a little rough, like there, there's a little bit of peach fuzz on there. I will be wearing a hat 24 <laughs> seven. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, you you will only see so you will only see me wear a hat. People get uh, like give me crap for it because I only wear hats right after I get haircuts. People are like, oh, I usually wear a hat when I'm like my hair's too long or like I need a haircut or like I didn't shower that day or whatever. Like, no, I I I only wear hats when I instantly get a haircut because my hair grows this way. It is very thick and goofy and grows up. Um, oh, I've seen. So the I really can't. I, I physically can't wear a hat unless my hair is is short. Oh, I also I have a massive head. Like, 
like ser- like 99% seriously, like a massive hat. Like they don't sell my size hats, even if I did have short hair. They don't sell my size hat just like in store. I mean, your head has to be big. That's how they, that's where you store all your words. Right. Because I'm a writer. There it is, baby. All right. And on that note, any final thoughts, bud? Uh, we ball. We absolutely ball. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert on your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Did not say platforms this time, Scotty. I'm starting to make a habit of that. Wherever you Go get your sub platforms. to our YouTube. Go sub to our YouTube. Uh, leave us a rating on Apple or Spotify. You can even write a review on Apple, but just, just leave a rating on Spotify for some reason. Probably better that yeah, way. Let's be honest. No, I don't <laughs> want to hear what you guys have to say. Leave me alone. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I absolutely want to hear what you guys have to say. And leave us a comment on YouTube um, as well. You know, do the, what, what do the people say? Like, like comment, comment subscribe, subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications when we <laughs> upload. Let's go. Now we're, now we're YouTubers doing it right. Now we're I'm going to dye my hair blue. There you go. Not a boy. <laughs> All right. Be back with a new episode tomorrow. Same time. Same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day. I was wondering if I could outweigh you or not. So dumb.